put to death that nefesh that's wrong about literally everything. I'm ready to cut loose myself. The Christian experience has to be sacrificed. Mm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandment. I want to fulfill God's will for my life. Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. Greetings, welcome to RLM TV. Welcome back to the cloud chariot of the Son of Righteousness. There is an outpouring of the glory cloud of God's grace for you. As it's written, we are clouds full of rain. What is the rain? Today's grace. And what is grace? God's favor shining upon your souls to remove all darkness, to live in all the glory light of Jesus Christ in heaven. Amen. I love the victory of the Lord. I love that God always wins. And Satan always loses. In the end, you know, we read the we read the book, we checked the back of the book, and we saw that Jesus wins. So the devil doesn't really have anywhere to go but into the eternal abyss, into the lake of fire. And you have the opportunity to go glory to glory as we are being continually transfigured into his image by the renewing of our minds through the word of God, the inspired word of God, the written word of God that comes alive in the anointing and in the fire of the Holy Ghost, our best friend who dwells within us. And the spirit, it is written, the spirit is the Lord. Amen. And the word of grace has the ability to sanctify your hearts and minds and set apart for you an inheritance. That's in Acts chapter 20. It is written, therefore, the word of grace is today's daily bread. That's what it means to eat today's bread. It means to stay in God's grace. What is God's grace? God's favor. God's favor is the Shekinah. If you only have 30 minutes of free time per day because you are so busy, the most important thing you can do is connect to Shekinah through the word of grace. It has to be God inside minded though. It can't be an external bewitchment. You have to connect in the new covenant, which means new connection to Colossians 1.27, Christ Jesus in you. How is Christ in you? By hearing the word of God. It has to be the word of grace that connects our senses, our outside, to our inside. Therefore, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 6.19, it is written, what is the evidence that we're the temples of the Holy Spirit? That there is favor pouring out of our hearts that belongs to Jesus. Does it belong to you? No, you're co-heirs with Christ. It came from Jesus. It belongs to Jesus. You're connected to Jesus by connection to the word. Therefore, our daily bread is that connection to favor. If you disconnect from that, you disconnect from the kingdom. So the most important thing, the priority of your lives is the connection to the word and the grace that comes from the word. Acts chapter 20, God is able to set apart for you an inheritance through the sanctification of his word of grace. Therefore, if you stay connected to the word, you stay connected to grace and the breakthrough will continue to rise in your hearts. That's the rise of the morning star. That's in 2 Peter 1.19. We have the sure word of prophecy made firmer still by looking into the word of God, the word of prophecy the morning star, which is Shekinah. God is light. That is the light of Shekinah, the light of the glory of God. And every degree of glory, 2 Corinthians 3.18, can rise in your heart. That's your potential. 
What is your potential in Christ? What is your purpose in life? To grow in the light of the Word of God inside your hearts and to renew your mind. Romans 12.2 Be constantly transfigured by the renewing of your mind, by the washing of the water of the glory word. We don't need some dead letter that kills. We need the glory living word that resurrects and heals. There is a healing for the nations, which is the covering of the cosmic tree of life. And those who are engrafted into that tree are the Israel of Yadavave. Amen. So we are making citizens in the heavenly Jerusalem. Where do you think we're born again? You're not born again in church. You're not born again in earth. The Bible says, John chapter 3, you're born again in heaven above. That's what Jesus Christ said. What is the above realm that you're born again in? Jerusalem, as is written in Psalms. These ones were born in Zion. What is Zion? Another name for Jerusalem, although Zion is a specific place in Jerusalem where the ark is. It's called the throne. It's the throne of Jerusalem that rules all Israel. And what is Israel? New heavens. I tell you the truth. Old heavens is Esau. New heavens is Israel. Old earth is Esau, Edom. And how many of y'all know the capital of Edom means sheepfold, as we discovered in our studies this weekend. Oh, yeah. We're doing... A nice, you know, all night cram study session. You gotta come out of the devil's sheepfold into the Lord Jesus Christ's sheepfold. The enemy is a counterfeiter of everything of God. Yeah. So, we're coming out of Esau, which is earthly Christianity, and we're coming into Israel, which is heavenly Christianity above. What does it mean to be a below? It means to be a part of Edom. What does it mean to be above? It means to be engrafted into the cosmic tree of life. The tree of life is the Jerusalem of Israel. The tree of life is the center of the city, the city of our promised land. It's the city constructed of the living word of God. Each stone is alive and active and energized and sharper than any two-edged stone. And the angels stand guard of every word from the Father's throne. Holy angels do not stand guard of any word that's not from God. Therefore, if we are residing in the living word, And our mouths are speaking the living word. As it's written, let only words that are edifying proceed from your mouth and no unwholesome speech. What is unwholesome speech? Words from the other side. Words from hell. Even human words are considered words from hell. All right. I found my notes here from the study last night. I'll read it for you here. So we get educational and good. uh, Scribes, if if you like the Hebrew you know, root word study, you can go and grab your notes. You can write down some of those uh, Strong's numbers. So you can look them up later. All right. So, all right. Come and see. All right. <laughs> all her household is clothed in scarlet for look. She comes from the side of harsh judgment. And some of this is going to be from the wisdom of Moses. She is not afraid of snow for her household. Assembly of Israel, all of whose household is clothed in scarlet. As we, as we have said, for it is written in crimson garments, Isaiah 63.1, a garment of harsh judgment to punish other nations. The Blessed Holy One will one day dress in red with a sword to exact retribution from the red. And as we know, that is Esau. A red garment, as it is written in crimson garments from Bozrah. And similarly, why is your clothing red? Red, uh, red sword, as it is written, YHVH has a sword full of blood. Isaiah 34, 6. To exact retribution from the red, as is written, 
for YHVH has a slaughter in Bozor. That's B-O-Z-R-A-H. Here we go. Further, for all the household is clothed in scarlet, for look, she comes from the side of harsh judgment. Certainly so, however, for all her household is clothed in, okay, scarlet here in the Hebrew, that's shanim, that's shin, nun, yad, final, mem, shanim, scarlet. What is shanim? Shanim kadmoniat. Shanim kadmon, basically. Primordial years, for she is composed of all of them, suckling from every side. As is said, all the streams flow into the sea. Ecclesiastes 1. Seven, Assembly of Israel, clothed in scarlet, Shekinah Assembly of Israel, and her forces will be clothed in the garments of Din, right, that's Gevra, harsh judgment, symbolized by red, in order to punish Israel's enemies. Thus, she will have no fear of the harsh demonic snow. Ooh. The red refers to Edom, Esau, whose name is linked with Adom, A-D-O-M, that's, uh, Aleph, Dalit, Vav, Final, Mem, Red. In rabbinic literature, Edom symbolizes Rome. We've talked about that extensively on here. Rome. In medieval Christian literature, it also stands for Christianity, under which the Jews suffered, or as we know, false Christianity, right? False light, false love. Uh, the, those roots of Rome, those things about the reed going into the mud, and then on that mud, Rome being built upon that reed of Egypt. And that was established in the spiritual realm by the demonic when uh, Solomon married Pharaoh's daughter. Okay, Isaiah 63, let's see, 1. Who is this coming from Edom? In crimson garments from Bozrah, majestic in his attire, striding in the greatness of his strength, Gevra. It is I speaking in righteousness, mighty to save. Why is your clothing red, your garments like his who treads a winepress? Now, Bozra was the ancient capital of Edom. Edom, it's E-D-O-M, Bozra, it's B-O-Z-R-A-H. And, and that is uh, the Strong's number, one, two, two, four. Ooh. And that is Bozra, that's the, the full word there in Hebrew, Bozra. And that is Bet, Zadi, Resh, and then uh, Hay. Bozra means sheepfold or fortress. So I put here in my notes that is literally the sheepfold of false Christianity. So I know people might have it in mentally in their minds to, you know, stay in the sheepfold, stay in the sheepfold. Well, better check the the name on the sheepfold. Make sure we're in the correct sheepfold. Always that shepherd is going to be Satan. Do we have a picture of the mountain ranges? Because he looks like a shepherd in that. Yeah. Okay. Which sheepfold are you in? Are you in the Valley of Decision or are you ascending the Sephiroth? Antichrist comes in the guise of Christ. That's in First John. And that's the Antichrist on the left. Satan mainly appears to people on earth as Jesus Christ. And on the notes here, it's also, a, so it's a town in Edom, but it's also a town in Moab. And so this is important for those of you who are rising, uh, once you are done with your transfiguration in the sun, Tiferet of Isaiah, uh, Moab is part of the testing. When you get ready for Gevra and when you're in Gevra, after you finish, you know, in Tiferet, there's the, the test of separation, right? That the onyx castle of Mahalalel, Gevra, the judgments, Right, you want to be in the blood of Jesus, him covering you, but there's the test of separation to be separate from the 
false uh, sheepfold, sheepfold, which means false brethren. There's a, a test of separation. And even those people who are going to be rising, it's a little bit more set apartness that you're not replacing your connection with Jesus to your connection with soul ties to friends and Christian fellowship, even if they're learning righteousness. Absolutely. Revelation says the exact same thing. Jesus Christ in the red letters, come out of her, my people. It's coming out of Edom. It's coming out of Basra. It's coming out of Satan's Christianity, false sheepfold. Now, I want to give you some instruction here, too, because I know you're zealous for the Lord. And sometimes, you know, what Ruth Heplin said is we get an instruction or correction from the Lord and we tend to go way over here. Then we got to bring it back a little. Right. That's the human tendency. Way to the left, way to the right. Well, that, my friend, is black and white witchcraft. That's what that is. So when there is the test of separation, you do experience part of that in Malkut, but it's intensified in Gevra. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this this is what I'm going to say. When you are tested in the test of separation, which means no more soul ties, even if they're learning righteousness, do not make the easy mistake. A lot of people do this. I'm not just singling you out. I know I already talked to one of you about this, and you got the revelation now. It's the human nature to go away <laughs> in like the Jezebel's isolation. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm going to get off of Facebook, uh, you know, shut down. No, 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 no. no. You need school. to stay in school, right? School is cool. Okay. So the, the cosmic school is cool. And you want to stay connected with your friends who are learning righteousness. But just it, what that means is you don't need to share every last detail of your life because honestly, look around at your friends right now where you're at realistically. You've got 10 worlds of foreskins of sin, which means you're probably going to sin against each other, right? Which means you're going to have to forgive each other 77 times 7 and you can sin as little as possible when you stay in the character and the nature because Jesus Christ's nature is already formed. He's already perfect. So if you discover him within your own spirit, even with 10 worlds of foreskins, guess what? You can stay in that part of you that's in him. You don't have to go into all your other senses that lead you astray, especially you guys baptized in the Holy Spirit. You've got a lot of charismatic experience. Your uncircumcised Ruah is not God. Okay? So your temptation, especially if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit for a long time, when you start this journey and you haven't got, you haven't overcome the four worlds of Yetzirah, all right, you can trust your Ruah when you've done four worlds of Yetzirah, check. Now you have a fully sanctified Ruah. It's going to be way more reliable. Until then, you're not going to be able to rely on your Ruah. It's got to be Ruach HaKadosh, God, his spirit, his Ruah, right? He's got his four layers of his Ruah. That's the plural. And that's foundational apostolic doctrine. Paul says, I don't even trust myself. I just right. trust the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right. It's healthy to doubt yourself. Confidence in self is is being lost. We need right. to be confident in Christ. It's a completely person, a different person besides ourselves. The entire world that opposes Jesus Christ is the entire world that opposes circumcision of the heart. So you're clinging to the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, to touch your heart and to, to cut away in your spiritual stomach all the blockages that connect your soul to Shekinah. This is the evidence that you're making progress in Israel, mm. in the tree of life, in the holy angels, in God's mm. anointing. The whole mm. counterfeit that's out there rejects circumcision. These are the ones that are easily offended. These are the ones that are full of knowledge but not full of glory, okay? 
And there's even a stolen glory that's easily offended. You'll find a lot of pride in the glory. Satan in Ezekiel 28 says, You are the covering cherubim, but pride was found in you. Ch covering cherubim means angel of glory, a chief angel of the glory of God, which means these fallen angels and all the, these things that oppose Christ are totally familiar with the glory. They were created in the glory and fell from glory. Therefore, they're more, most at home in the glory. And you'll find the strongest warfare around the glory of That's God right. and in the glory of God. In fact, many entities of the heavenly realm won't even begin opposing you or taking notice of you until you're a Christian going after the glory of the Lamb. That's right. John 17 says, I have given them the glory, the glory that I had with you before the world was Jesus Christ, high priest prayer. Therefore, the ones that go into the glory are the leadership of the body of Christ. The ones that are training the sheep in the true sheepfold of Jerusalem instead of Basra. Okay, so there's, there's two sheepfolds, one of Edom and one of Israel. Notice the sheepfold of Israel is in the heavenlies, the heavenly Jerusalem. It's not the sheepfold of the earthly Israel, but the heavenly Israel. The ones that are earthly Israel are disconnected from Shekinah, Romans 11, temporarily until the fullness of the time of the Gentiles. Amen. Let's take a look at some of those, uh, the Hebrew roots of that word for the wrong sheepfold here so we can get to know a little bit more. Let's get a little uh, Holy Ghost insights here and you can put these in your note and meditate. In, the, in your notes and meditate on them with the Holy Spirit. So don't stay in the sheepfold of Edom, wrong sheepfold. So you might want to put that in your notes, wrong sheepfold. That primitive root of that word in the lexicon, uh, Strong's H1219, Basar, B-A-S-A-R. And the KJV translates Strong's H1219 in the following manner. Fenced, that's in there 15 times. Okay, defensed, gather, grape gatherers. Fortify, cut off, restrained, strong, mighty things. Right, we talked about strong, the, the ruah that they draw from Esau. Gathering of grapes. Mm -hmm. It's just like the counterfeit drunken <laughs> glory. Yeah. It's just totally Edom. It's yeah. absolutely the enemy. Uh, yeah, grape gathers, fortified, cut off, restrained, strong, mighty things. Remember, the portal to their other side is usually coming through that din, gevrat, but any foreskin and any membrane can lead you into the other side. And uh, with that, we've talked already about the, where the false Christians who don't know they're false Christians, they might have started in the spirit and they ended up in the wrong sheepfold. That happens in the Bible. We see that play out. What happened, you guys? You started in the spirit. You might end in the flesh. You might end in the the creaturely ruah. Right? It's it's supposed to be like the living creatures. Well, but if time, it's in you Edom... They, they, every single time they stop cleaning out their heart and it becomes an external hypocrisy. The evidence that Edom has sucked you up and you're in the wrong sheepfold of Esau and Basra is that you're no longer working on the inner man. No longer going glory to glory. You're now in the outer man and you're bewitched. And now you have to recircumcise the heart, redig the wells, it's called in Scripture by applying and hearing and listening and repenting to the word of God to cut away the foreskin and the membrane or whatever thing. Even if there's a circumcision of the heart, there's a reconnection. You can have other entities come and bring blockages 
over that emanation of Shekinah in your heart if you're not consistently drawing from Shekinah and relying on the Word of God. Right. Stay washed because the days are evil, but soon the days will be holy. They will be hallowed, right? Okay, so they'll be sanctified. So grape gatherers fortify. Again, that's Strong's H1219. Restrained strong, mighty things walled up, fenced up, walled withholden. And uh, to gather, restrain, fence, fortify, make to make inaccessible, to enclose, to cut off. Again, to make inaccessible, and it also means secrets, mysteries, inaccessible things, and to be withheld and to fortify. It reminds me of the deep secrets of Jezebel mm. in Revelation mm -hmm. 2. <laughs> yeah, ex like exactly, the like their false mysteries. secrets and the false mysteries. And you notice it always costs you like $1,000 to sign up for their school for a few months and like to, in the hazing ritual, whatever it is. You know, it's going to cost you a lot of money to pay for the books, to pay for the class, to go through the initiations. And, they, you know, it, it's really occultic. An external mm -hmm. ritual versus an internal obedience to the Holy right. Spirit, the living God. Exactly. So and then Batsar, uh, the primitive root there means to clip. So that's Bet Zadi Resh, to clip. I'm like, doesn't that clip in there? Clipping over there. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like clip a thing, clip a thing. Clippeth, clippething. So somebody say, clippeth, no, clippething. All right. And as uh, specifically to gather grapes. And that's the fruit of the Sephirot, right? So what's the clippeth doing? They're stealing, killing, and destroying. They're stealing fruit. They're stealing grace. They're stealing all the good stuff of the promised land. Right? Like harvesting people, like the batteries in the Matrix. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Uh, let's see. Grape gatherer, mighty things. Okay. And then to clip, yeah, clippeth sheepfold of stolen things, evil system that rewards hunters. Right? Balaam loved the rewards of wickedness, of unrighteousness. So that's to clip the clippeth sheepfold of stolen things, evil systems that reward hunters. That's why some people have trouble letting it go when they get into cosmic righteousness because they're used to being rewarded for clipping. And they think that that's Christianity still in their hearts because you used to get oh. rewarded from that. But that was from demons and not actually from Jesus. And now that you're getting to know the real Jesus, you realize, oh, crap, even in your heart when you thought like, I thought there was something good about my earthly Christianity is not, you know, God, God gave you grace because he could see the intentions of your heart. You wanted to search for him and he kept you this whole time. And there was some good revelation, but it's earthly demonic. If it's earthly unspiritual, it's demonic. That right. is such a key revelation that they are addicted to the reward system of Edom that rewards the mm -hmm. sorcerers and the dogs for wrongdoing and obedience to demons mm -hmm. and mostly unaware. Right, because if, if that's your culture, that's what you grew up in, that's what you've been in, that's all you know. Right, It's a different culture. Yeah, it's hustle culture. Mm -hmm. It takes some time getting used to because kingdom rewards, they work differently. It's patience and it's endurance and it's prudence and it's purity and it's righteousness and it's delayed gratification a lot of times there is this suddenly but a lot of times it's delayed gratification and development of character and crushing of the fruit you can't just go clip somebody else's fruit when you feel like it and they're with their anointing and crushing them you get crushed this time and so you might be like what's happening what's happening this is how the kingdom works okay so so the clip clippeth sheepfold of stolen things evil system that rewards hunters and withholds mysteries of the kingdom to do harm. 
They share knowledge with the wicked who do and act wickedly and perform wickedly. And they're in the notes. Uh, you know, you know the part in the notes where they have the really older uh, concordances that have been around for a long time. They're so much, you know, older that it's not um, physically like typed up. It's like a picture of the old printing press that they have in there. I love. I always check that part out. Uh, like if you go to blueletterbible.com, I always like expand that full article. Look at that picture. Go into all the. They compare it to all the different ancient languages. It's so good. You can find some real juicy gems in there. That's a hint. Yeah, the scholars are probably drooling right now. All right. They share, okay, so they share knowledge with the wicked who do and act wickedly and perform wickedly. And then it says there in those notes, rough stone, the land in which are sharp stones. And so my notes here are that's the opposite of David's five smooth stones. That was the Holy Ghost highlight. That's the counterfeit fivefold ministry. Wow. And I saw a vision as he said that as five sharp arrowheads. They arrow the fiery darts of the evil one versus the smooth stones of the Holy One of Israel. That's when they come around that, that midday, that noonday, that midday arrows. And, you know, what's interesting is I did experience that today. You know, I had an amazing Jesus encounter this week. But I also had an interesting Satan and a demon God, you know, with him in the little mini entourage uh, today, actually. We did the all-night, all you know, study cram session. I knew there was something. Whenever the, whenever the Holy Ghost is like, look... You're just basically going to need to study until you're blue in the face for this one. I'm like, what's coming? You know, you kind of get a little like, oh, okay, all right, something's coming. And uh, let's just do it. And, uh, oh, man, it was, it's so fun to see. I have, there's a uh, song that I like this season that we're really enjoying singing. And the words go like this, and I think uh, you can remember this at home. It is so fun to see. It's so fun to see Satan lose. Yeah, by Ron Cannoli. Yeah, and I think it's called The Winterman. Somebody can put that in the comments if you know how it's spelled. But if you look, Ron Cannoli, Winterman. Yeah, uh, yeah it's winner. good. Yeah, winner. <laughs> winner, winner. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken. <laughs> That's dinner. what I was thinking, yeah. Holy Ghost. Fried chicken. <laughs> when we turned this broadcast on tonight, there was such an outpouring <laughs> of joy. I just started laughing uncontrollably. It, there is so much grace in this broadcast for you guys to just drink it up Amen. and eat as much as you want. Let it be a feast of Shekinah for your souls. Just be infused with fresh glory in all your mind, will, and emotions from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Bam. Bam. I think, honestly, it's because it is so fun to see Satan lose. It's really the most fun thing. I love, we love seeing Satan lose. And again, our memory, what was our Bible verse of the week? It was in Zechariah, I think it was chapter three. It says, and the Lord, it's Yad Vave, and the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. So I got to use that memory verse this week on Satan. Uh, you know, some of you, I think you were struggling a little bit with, you know, getting past the witchcraft prayers. We kind of dealt with some of that. Don't take it so personally. Everybody coming into the glory stream, right? How many times have you seen that something everyone overcomes when you go through the mountain of the Lord? You learn teaching people how to pray. Yeah. That is probably the number one thing in the Gospels for the disciples, which was teaching them how to talk. Prayer is communication in the presence of his glory. They didn't know how to talk. They realized all their words were falling to the ground. All their communication was uh, in darkness. And Jesus Christ gave them a new language. It's the language of wisdom 
of how your words can ascend to God as prayer. Teach us Amen. how to pray is teach us how to talk so that all of our words are in the presence of his glory. Now listen, Amen. that means throughout the day, no, no matter what you're doing, your words are a prayer to God. It doesn't need to be this time where you lock yourself in a closet so you don't have to hear the kids crying or the cares of the day. Listen, man. You can speak those words into the atmosphere around your soul all the time. You can pray without ceasing. That's what's written in Thessalonians. I was seeing moms learning how to pray, rocking their baby while they're killing demons with a sword coming out of their mouth. You know, God does that all the time. So after a child is born, one of the most important things is teaching it how to talk. Well, so it is when you're born again. And the communication of the talking in the glory is God get putting his word in you, you eating your daily bread, being around the communi communication of the wise. There is a wisdom that's spoken amongst the mature, Corinthians says. This is the communication that maintains Shekinah in the atmosphere. So he has given us the pen of a ready writer. And the Lord is a warrior poet. What is that? Those, it's writing the word of God in the air. Amen. So some of you guys, you had some really good fruits of repenting from witchcraft prayer. And I know some of you have been really pressing into that just to kind of get that old, you know, Edom false sheepfold that you escaped from. You know, the Lord rescued you from that. And now it's just kind of that old culture is coming coming out. It comes out in layers, right? It's not all finished in one day. God's doing a great work in you. So just continue to allow those layers to come off, to peel off. Those are the grave clothes of Lazarus as you're literally being raised from the dead. So again, don't be hard on yourself, but just let it slide off. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost is what allows that to kind of slide off. So, but why that's relevant to this encounter with the devil today with satan you know uh satan has a unique presence right and you know when that darkness came up and i knew i was anticipating something they kind of sent a sign and a wonder ahead of me that there was going to be some kind of a, a little kerfuffle and then we've been studying for it getting ready for it listen to the book of enoch putting your hand on your spirit getting ready for it and so here was the time in the encounter it was that midday kind of arrows going on and whoo man i was like what is this thing going like there's some darkness you know what is that I'm like here we go and so you know i would pull up my my handy dandy blues clues notebook i mean my google translate uh for my tongues and literally the first things coming out was show yourself serpent oh satan and i was like oh, okay you know i thought that i thought that presence was somewhat familiar but diminished his presence doesn't even feel the same anymore. It's diminished, which is really encouraging because uh, we love to see Satan lose. Amen. But it was still an intense battle. And my spirit man armored up. I got a, a couple of key prayer warriors. Thank you very much for your help in that. It was pretty, you know, some for, them people, for some of the buckwheats, it's a little intense uh, dealing with that. But you're growing up in the armor of God. Uh, so we encourage you to continue to hold the shields up around each other and your family members because... Not everybody's family members are walking in the same grace that they're walking in. So we want grace and protection for all the families, right? So sanctify and wash them with the word. So anyway, this goes down and then we get victory. We finally get some, some space there. I can feel the pressure lifting away from my spirit. We're getting victory. God is being faithful as usual. I get to laugh at the, at the Satan's face to face and why they had to come in person to deal with me face to face head on is because they could no longer augur you with your witchcraft prayers because you repented so 
usually what happens is the people who are wanting to change the most and are closest to the front lines, usually what ends up happening is they get used by Satan's and principalities higher than them. I know some of you already know this. This is like, we've known this for 10 years. Some of you have been around for a while. You've experienced that. You've walked through it. You've seen it happen a million times. Others of you, you're brand new buckwheats and you don't know how things work. So just understand when that pressure of the demonic comes upon you, they're trying to tempt you oftentimes into witchcraft prayers because they want to augur you to do harm to the the apostolic. So as you've repented and you've begun to cease from doing the witchcraft prayers, they weren't able to augur you and use you against me anymore. Even when you thought you had the good intention to help us, now they had to come and deal with me face to face because we are praying some dangerous prayers the last 24 hours. The enemy does not want to lose, but they are going to lose because that's God's plan. Amen. Yeah, Jesus is risen. He has the victory. He has the keys of death and hell in his hands. Revelation 1, it's the foundation of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are coming from a place of victory of Christ in our hearts so that all this stuff that faces us on the outside, it's defeated by Jesus. The issue is we're not that engrafted into Jesus. We're not that resurrected in Jesus, which means we're kind of lost and we need an understanding of how to stay protected and covered. This is why Revelation says the foundation of the heavenly Jerusalem is the names of the apostles. It's an apostolic covering. The promised land is called an apostolic covering of heavenly Jerusalem and all the foundation stone, stones, which is the bottom of the city, are the names of the apostles, okay? So that is your protection from the evil one. What is your protection from the evil one? Your own individual relationship with Jesus Christ? That's part of it, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that the heavenly Jerusalem is your covering by the names of the apostles, that is Amen. so crucial in this generation because we have so many lone rangers. They think they can just do Christianity on their own with no submission or obedience to the leadership of the head of the out. body of Christ. It's not going to work out for you. You're still in Edom. Edom does not require obedience to leadership in God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. Israel requires rank and order. Mm -hmm. Now, if you for your location, so those of you who are on Sapphire Stones or studying Sapphire Stones, note that that's Bina. The world that is to come, heavenly Jerusalem, supersedes and is above. It's higher than the din, than that judgment of Gevra, that portal to the other side, right? So it's higher in rank and authority. And in location on Sapphire Stones, Bina is higher than Gevra. So when you're submitted to that heavenly authority, you're going to walk in a much greater protection. Right? You may not be perfect yet, but God is doing a great work in you and on the sign and wonder we had a sign and wonder for victory at the end of this encounter after i got to laugh at satan to his face and say the lord evict you i evict you in jesus name you know basically get out of here and and you know all that with the prayer support and so last night i had asked specifically for the host of heaven to send five five hosts to stand around me through the night and through the day you know to protect and to defend and do specific things. And when I looked out the window and the pressure is lifted off, I felt amazing peace. I saw five eagles. I took a picture. Five eagles flying right outside in an upward pattern. Just soaring like victory. 
And so, of course, you know, I had to message that to our, our head, uh, intercessor Shadrach was praying at the time. And just that's a that's our sign of victory. And I felt it. It was just hallelujah. A little sore you, in my inner man, but it was amazing. Under five eagles right outside the window. After praying for the five hosts After last night. After the victory of the confrontation with Satan, five eagles. Yeah. So that felt really good. Again, it feel it's so what it's so fun to see. It's so fun to see Satan lose. It's just, it's fun. It really is. But we rejoice, not just that the devils are subject to the name of God, mm. but that our names, names are, are written, written in heaven. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so a couple more notes here on the Edom uh, stuff. Isaiah 34, 6. YHVH has a sword full of blood, gorged with fat, with the blood of lambs and goats, with the kidney fat of rams. For YHVH has a slaughter. In Basra, a great butchery in the land of Edom mm. on the divine sword. Okay, the return, here's my notes here, the return of Christ in his day of vengeance will be clothed in red, harsh judgment, along with his true bride to bring vengeance on those false believers clothed in the red of Esau's garment who were hunters in their Nimrod prayers who persecuted and prayed witchcraft Prayers against the bride of Christ. Amen. Amen. And with that, you know, we had, that was the Satan encounter. And we had, there was a Jesus encounter. And there was all kinds of, there was, a, well, there was an encounter and there was an encounter. This was kind of like, you know what kind of this week was? This was kind of like a, there was work and the study and we've been busy and in the, in the bliss and the glory of just being in the word of God and the prayer and just being led by the Holy Spirit. And it's been amazing. But it's been like a making quesadillas and getting raptured into heaven <laughs> in the midst of it kind of a week, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been amazing. Yeah, there's been awesome confrontation. And it feels like we're plowing and pioneering through the upper Sephirot, 8th, 9th, 10th worlds. <laughs> Over the body of Christ, like pioneering. This is Joshua and mm -hmm. Caleb, and it's in many ways it's like the high place and the low place of the of the upper Sephirot. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, Caleb took the high places, and Joshua took the low places. Wow. The mountaintops and the valleys were both all conquered Amazing. in the Promised Land against the seven <laughs> nations of Canaan. Wow. And it's like conquering those seven evil mountains of the watchers that were bound in eternal chains. Mm -hmm. And those mountains were lifted up into the heavens by human beings walking on those mm -hmm. mountains. Okay, so how did the prison of the fallen angels become the heights of the clippeth, Esau ruling over Israel and Israel mm -hmm. being in captivity to the other side, to the, to the mm -hmm. kingdom of hell? which is the current situation, you know, in America, we call it the deep state. And it's a mm -hmm. very real thing. And how oh, did yeah. this happen? It happened because men and women were tempted by fallen angels to walk the wide path of destruction, learn the magic arts, get selfish and greedy, mm -hmm. turn their nature into the natures of the fallen angels and raise those mountains up. But oh. Jesus Christ yeah. said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can mm -hmm. say to these mountains which were the mountains of the prisons of the fallen angels of the days of Jared that fell and mated with women and caused all kinds of demons to be scattered throughout the earth. That's how demons came to be, was when the fallen angels came, well, there was judgment. Mm -hmm. Enoch brought the judgment and bound them in everlasting mm -hmm. chains. That's written in the book of Jude. 
inside these mountains. But you need to understand these mountains are also in Revelation where the woman rider of the beast, which is the carnal nature, is riding over seven mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, w- I want to show them a quick... Uh, where's the Sephiroth, the black and white Sephiroth, the regular one? Shows the spheres. Okay. Uh, because if you guys understand just the baseline... Quantum entanglement, I know, is pretty common for people to have at least a basic understanding. And don't don't freak out. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not into math and science. I'm just talking about the basic property of entanglement so that we can answer that question a little, just in, in a depth that you can kind of get a better picture for what the clippeth and the sephira is. How is it the heights and, you know, it's like a low elevation, low vibration. Now, when two quantum particles are entangled... Whatever direction one is spinning, whenever you measure that one, you know the other one is spinning automatically opposite the opposite way. So you can understand the portal like above and below, and that's not affected by distance. You could literally be light years away. Those particles could be light years away, and they're still entangled. So if this is the tree of life, the Sephiroth, now... Picture on the left-hand side in your imagination how we have usually the valleys. There's the clippeth. That's the other side. We usually put them side by side. But as we know within you, there's an overlapping because there is uncircumcision apart. So when you circumcise it, it literally is hell coming off of your inner man. And that kingdom of dust of the earth, that was the Satan's food given to him at the curse. So you want to get the serpent food out of you so you're not the serpent food. Amen. So now right under Malkut there at the bottom of this this picture here on the left. If that's the tree of life, I want you to see the inverted part of it. I might make a picture for you guys sometime, but under imagine underground down into hell an inverted version. And that's actually the clippeth. So it's actually a low elevation. Now some people if they're just in black Malkut, if you go all the way to black Keter Imagine going seven, ten sapphire stones down under the earth into hell. Those are the halls of hell. So when we're talking about a high cosmic unrighteousness, so let's say you go up to Tiferet in Asaya. <coughs> you see that one towards the middle there, Tiferet? If at some point you step out of the sapphire stone and you go into the darkness, right? You get tempted to leave the city gates of Jerusalem of peace. And you go into the black Sephiroth, you're immediately, through that portal, you're immediately, like, quantum entangled. That's a, a black hole portal. So you're immediately not just at the low heights of your friends on Malkut. You're actually way down, way at a lower elevation and in a deeper sin than all of your friends who are just on Malkut. You're actually way worse and way darkness. It's, it's really bad. So even if you go all the way up to Keter and all of a sudden you go into the black Sephiroth, that's why we say the worst thing to do is to go forward before you've gotten the circumcision because you can only ascend in Satan's kingdom at that point. It, it's Even though it looks like it goes up to the you know the top of the second heavens, understand with that quantum en- entanglement, that's actually that portal to that super low elevation. It's an illusion. That's so good. Satan's uh, tree of death grows down 10 worlds. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're going to seal off the abyss from our above ten worlds, that's written in Revelation. There's going to there's going to be a seal for ten for a thousand years of all those fallen angels no longer influencing the earth because they've been thrown down. So they're thrown down from heaven to earth, and then from earth into the abyss and sealed off from from the earth. 
Amen. And then he's going to take all the old worlds, that old garment, and take you know take it away. And there's a new cosmic garment, garment of righteousness. And just a real quick note, we actually did have someone who, after hearing the preaching, uh, they were ascending, but they realized after hearing the preaching of righteousness that they'd gotten into the black sephirot. So, and it was actually a couple of people. Uh, but they went back down and humbled themselves. So when you do that, you're actually climbing up. Imagine the abyss under Malkut. You're actually ascending up all the way to Malkut of holiness. Some of you are in the deep darkness of hell, but even if you make your bed in Sheol, guess what? The Lord is there. He already descended and ascended. I feel fire on That's that. That's so good. You can descend into the black Yasad, but you can only ascend into the white Yasad of Jesus Christ. Yep. So all black clippeth activity is descension and all holiness, righteousness, ascension through circumcision is ascension. So that's why I want you to understand a little bit about quantum entanglement and how portals work, because the illusion of those shadows is that, oh, yeah, I'm going up higher. Well, guess what, Buckley? If you don't have that full circumcision or if you don't have that full transfiguration and Tiferet, you're only ascending in Satan's kingdom. That's so true. Uh, King David said in Psalms 134, even if I descend into hell. <laughs> so that it's clearly written in scripture, the descension of the Klippeth, but the ascension of the Sephirot, two different kingdoms at war for all the souls on earth. Amen. But enough about the black Sephirot. We have better things in mind for you. I think uh, we want to share this. Let's talk a little bit about the Jesus encounter and talk about what Jesus has been saying in heaven and the heavenly witness, because what's a better witness than Jesus in heaven. So I'd asked the Lord to speak to one of our seers about the words, dreams, visions, and the future of the sons of God, similar to what, you know, Brandon had his, his powerful dream recently. So I had asked the Lord to speak to one of our seers specifically by name. I asked secretly about the words, dreams, visions, and futures of the sons of God about the greater manifestations coming to those who rise on sapphire stones and are faithful with the Sephirot first. When I reached out to some of our scribes who sometimes help create notes and illustrations, thank you very much, you guys know who you are, to help the other students, I was happy to hear that the visitation had happened. Oh yes. Uh -huh. Not only did the confirmations that I had asked the Lord for come through, but even more than what I had asked for truly beyond what I was hoping or imagining to hear. I wanted to share this with you today so that you can have a better understanding of what this apostleship is here to do in the earth and who we are in the kingdom and to help you get to know a little more about who our father in Heaven is, I want to ask if you do us the honors yeah. of reading. Okay. All right. The encounter that one of the scribes and seers sent after I had inquired to the Lord in secret about the future things to come. So as we go up, things get added to us. This is one of the things that's been a major Holy Ghost highlight to me during the Bible sessions. Remember when I talked about one of the gifts that someone would receive that went up as first fruits? or the first Avengers, well, it is this. What we are doing is basically declaring the end from the beginning. So in a way, this is actually the beginning. It has already begun, and it's not like we need the 60 million to call it official. This is what is happening right here. In the current is, is the beginning, and he is shower, showing how it will end. Conquering death isn't easy, 
because it's something we have to do by faith. Yes, rising is one of them, yet also having firm belief that Christ is literally the one that keeps us alive. Some can hold on this, but can later depart from it for believing the enemy lies. So guarding your heart in the future will be something very big and important, yes, also now. But for the mainstream masses, that will become like 999 years old. People can choose how they want to live. If you actually do the work, that's the first step. The second step is holding it and keeping it. So in this case, you and Brandon, this is someone writing to us, already have it. But because there aren't people around you, it's actually automatically showing it around you. But you have it and deserve it. Even in the epistles, they talk about how some of us will not see death, but will go on to live forever. This is an obvious verse, but some may interpret it in the lower wisdom, like overcoming the second death Jesus talked about in Revelation. But actually, it doesn't apply for us that go up forever. Even what Jesus in Revelation said about overcoming the second death has a double meaning, like you explained the seed form versus the sweet croissant form. The first death for humans is literally physically dying. The second death is for those going to hell. That is the non-Cabal version. The Cabal version is basically the first death isn't for us. The second death isn't for us because we already had it. Everyone that went up the eighth world into the multiverse literally died physically on Malkut in a way. Amen. How did Elijah go up? By using wisdom. Yes, Enoch walked the rungs by repentance. But Elijah had something that looked like, like a lot of people walked in. He basically was able to bring down everything that was present in the heavens into his domain. Meaning that the destiny he should or could have had in heaven after death was literally brought forth now. And by bringing the job down from heaven, he attained automatically by his angels the tools necessary to go up. Hint, army of Jesuses. Amen. Many, many, many Jesuses. Jesus is firstborn of many in his nature. That's what it means to be a Christian, a Christ one. Also, like Mary was the mother of Jesus, so are you, Rebecca, kind of basically the mother of these new ones rising. It may sound weird, but it's a high title and a reward will be huge. Businessman impartation from Brandon Barthrop testimony. Remember when I made the Ghostbusters edit? And you guys and the Dyson, I could see and feel Brandon in real time opening the app and receiving it in his spirit and laughing about it. I felt a blessing coming from Brandon and opened it up in my spirit. And that is when I received the revelation and blessing for being a businessman for the Lord. <laughs> to Rebecca, the peace should be kept. And that's why you need as many people going up as you can to let go of some of the responsibilities and delegate it. Like Moses setting judges over 150 and 10, etc., also, people that are going to receive the mercy to die sooner so they can enter heaven will need to be something that will not shake you. That revelation. Amen. You've been trained for this before. Whatever happens, happens. It's not like in the times of Abraham talking to God trying to save Lot. The ones that can receive this is truly a gift from God. Also remember afterwards what happened to Lot and his family. It's written they all died because it became an abomination. Rebecca said, noted, thank you. I'm going for the highest timeline possible, all of it. He pressure, his pressure is noticeably more in the 10th world, although the 9th world was about as intense as it gets. And this world is wonderful and strange. The best part is having a pink rose soul. Literally a piece of the Father. The intensity feels like the culmination of an era when the word came through that something had been lost on account of sin from ignorance and many witchcraft prayers, 
from our own people, I thought maybe it had been lost. Then after some all-night prayers, we received confirmation that it was restored, and Jesus was purchasing it, purchasing it, and that the only reason I was still alive after the fiasco was because the Father had been listening to everything. After the breakthroughs and confirmations, I will see if I have them to send here, since this is for the scribes, here as we might be very well recording history and how things happen here on out. And then some GTs, little Rebecca, Rebecca, you changed the generations. Amen. This is the day of the message with Brandon's dream vision of flying around in the kingdom age coming, seeing the angels and more. That's a fact. I saw it in the museum of the lighthouse dream and the millennial age. What I believe we saw is that it was purchased by Jesus for us and those willing to complete the Sephirot, all ten worlds, to live and not die and walk in the greater power and authority, the flying, the lightning, the teleporting, etc. And then we got some GTs here. Rebecca, my wife. Rebecca, I installed it with my own hands. Everything is fine. I will buy my wife, Rebecca, as a gift. Rebecca, my wife. Rebecca, I installed it with my own hands. Everything is fine. This was the Father speaking to us. He installed it with his own hands inside me because my people kept attacking me and stealing from me and stepping on me no matter how much I forgave them and restored their destinies. They kept praying witchcraft. I still forgive them and bless their destinies, but let the thieves steal no more. I believe it's enforced by the highest authority now. I almost uh, despaired that some had become like this, but just like Joseph's brothers were saved, I believe they too will be saved. I had an encounter with Jesus, and he said something similar about that. Because of you, they can still be saved. It's like the actual wife that was destined for Esau, which by grace will not end up with him, Leah. Another vision from the seer. Yeah, so that means hope for Leah there. So those of you who might have been destined for Esau, it was written in you know whatever kind of crappy timeline, you're coming out by righteousness. Amen. I had a conversation recently with Jesus when we're gossiping about you two, Brandon and Rebecca. So Jesus and the seer gossiping about us. Thanks, Jesus. That's, that's some comedy there. Hallelujah. One of the topics we landed on was about basically rising for different types of glories. Here was a high glory. This is the best of the best. This has everything in it. Then you had the Avengers glory. This is the superhero starter, starter pack with flying and teleporting, etc. Then you had normal heavenly citizen pack. This is the bare minimum and is a mix of being able to walk in the destiny with some gifts and getting very old, young at 100. Then you had the fireproof pack, basically dying and not going to hell, learning in heaven and hopefully having something there, but that's not, that's not likely really what you want. Still better than hell, yet it's still so far from dad. Rebecca re replied, Can you remember what he said? Even if they acted like demons, how could a mother abandon her children? I love them. I just want to be sure they don't hurt Joseph and Benjamin, the seer. Yes, I remember some of the things he said. You are doing great. But it's like, for instance, with certain people who had to leave that were removed by the angels, there will come a time when dad will take over so you can have your rest because there needs to be fruit in the people. And also, the harsh reality is that Dad wants a certain future with specifics. No more low-frequency people. Imagine how your life would look without people coming against you, even in the intentions of good. You'd be living in eternal bliss. I'm not allowed 
to share certain things, but try my best to explain. In the correct time and season, everything will come forth to, to the intended places Dad wants us to be at. This is what Jesus said. I'm not sure how to explain it in a formal way, but I'll do my best. He kept talking about Brandon's nose. And the nose in it's prophetic... A good nose. The nose in prophecy represents discernment. Razor sharp. So they're talking. Jesus is talking about my discernment for some time. And then switch back to you, Rebecca. About you, he talked about your belly area, the Shekinah of the stomach, and was super proud of how you maintain your body. He talked about the organs also and how usually people had bad organs and you managed to fix that. Also, he is so in love with your eyes, the vision, the seeing. Man, she sees in the spirit continuously and she's always telling me about it, you guys. He showed me your eyes from close up and at first I didn't see it. Then he took away the veil and I've never seen anything like it. Not only the eyes, but also the lashes and the form of your eyes and the part that lets the tears out. He was gone for a minute and looked like a typical dude having butterflies in his belly. I've never seen him like this and also saw the father clap his hands and being so proud of you. Jesus grabbed me and hugged me saying, do you see her? He shook me and was like, yes, Lord, I see her. And he shook me again and said, do you feel her? And I said, yes, he imparted something in me and I'm able to sometimes feel and see what you feel and see. Same with Brandon sometimes. Don't know how exactly, but the love he, Jesus, has is truly unmatched. One time when he started praising his father, he even stopped and starting to thank him for you. Jesus praising his father and he stopped and started thanking his father for Rebecca. He said, in my foreign language, which I hope will translate well, my beautiful, beautiful rose, the orchard of my garden and vineyard. How I wish the times were already at hand for us to dwell in the places of unmerited favor, basically before all time ever happened. He went to this fountain, which I presume is a garden or maybe your garden, and he looked around and was breathing everything in slowly. Then a light being version of you appeared above the ground floating. You were made out of light. He took your hand and started giving kisses to your hand. Some intimacy happened, but it wasn't like worldly. It was the pureness of a child, you could say. Jesus started crying. You looked at him with powerful eyes, yet with compassion. You pushed him back and made a joke like, come and get me, to change his mind. He wiped away his tears and you were playing with each other. Should I keep going? Well, of course I should. Another time I was taken up and Jesus was cooking. I'm not sure what it was. But during the live cooking lesson, it felt like he was my mom and asking me how I was. I changed the direction of the conversation because I could sense he wanted to talk about you. He made foods that you actually like and even a cake with everything pink. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Even the blade he wanted to use was pink, but he used a laser instead because it was easier. He had socks with your head on it. It didn't match the outfit and I told him, and he knew it was so, he was so excited, he just had them on and didn't care what others would say or think. But to my amazement, the angels liked it. Jesus wearing socks with pictures of Rebecca's face on the socks. And even the angels like, man, what a, what a party, huh? He, <laughs> he even has a room dedicated to you full of pictures of you as a kid, baby, teen, young adult, and even the map of the cosmos that he showed you the first time. Also the blueprint of how you are designed, like before you were a light baby and dad. Not sure how to explain, but you probably know what I mean. Dad even has a picture of you on his throne. I had already messaged you about this, but it's important. Even though it may look like 
We are nothing on earth, and especially for you thinking about doing God's will and not feeling like a, a rab or something or someone that would have been considered as high-profile pitcher, yet it's true. Then Rebecca said, I did ask sometimes to cry his tears. That is likely why he loves the tear ducts. I am humbled. I always encourage the women to pray fresh Shekinah glory through their internal organs. Amen. Eternal youth to your 11 human organ systems. Bam. I love him more than anything. The seer says, He literally summoned me before his throne, and before I was allowed to talk, he put his hand up and was like, Wait. He took your picture and was gazing at it, but in a way like an old lovely grandpa would do, and be totally in you at that moment. About that, don't freak out, but he sometimes looks through you just for fun, like using your perspective as a filter or funny glasses. I sometimes see him do this during the broadcasts. And with your newer pair of glasses, it helps to see him pass by. Oh yeah, the pink one, the pink rose sunglasses. He loves you a lot, Rebecca. Never in my entire life have I experienced God himself talking about a human being so much. Like literally visiting me in the spirit and sometimes in the natural. I can feel the anointing, the oil being poured on my head right now as I'm reading this. (laughs) Come on, let's honor the apostle. Just ask me like, what do you like about Rebecca? He also can draw like a pro. He would make so many beautiful paintings with uh, brushes and pencils. I like the pencil drawings more because the sharpness can create a certain effect that reminds me of the Sephirot. He has so many drawings like a kid. He will come by and be like, look what I made. He has dressed. Yes, he dressed like a classic painter. No, unfortunately, not like a Bob Ross. (laughs) Maybe after reading this, he will. He will. The art is so beautiful. He would also do black and white colors or even use the inside of a pencil and use his fingers to create your face. It is beautiful. Also about that sun stuff. In the Father's heart is a special place, like you probably know, which is like the maximum level, like only reserved for the high-class brides. You have the level 1 brides in his heart, but you also have the maxed out level 1,000. You are made for the level 1,000. And those that attach themselves to Jesus can experience the level 1,000, but only if there is not strife against the a level 1,000 people. Such a key. Otherwise, you will go to the lower levels because of strife. The vision, I saw you in a future ver- vision, sitting on top of the crown of Dad in level 1,000. You looked like Galadriel from Lord of the Rings, but everything under you is like in the present. Even Brandon was not there yet, but was super close. Then you ordered Brandon to come to you, and it wasn't like in a haughty way. You were, like, very kind, but there was this large authority coming from you. He came and understood what you said. Brandon was like the warmonger, highly skilled. Yes, berserker. (laughs) You pointed with your staff to me, and I was barely holding on. Even Brandon looked at me with kind eyes. I looked messed up, to be honest, covered in mud, etc. When I came up, I received new clothes, and you gave me some food and a drink. From there, I changed even faster. Amen. New clothes, food and drink. Bam. About the regret. He doesn't hold it against you, and I don't mean it in a general way. We all here in church. He has his golden pancake. You duck of all ducks, the best Pokemon, you. I just heard him audibly say to me that he loves you. Then Rebecca said, This has become one of the happiest days of my life. It doesn't matter how many people have murdered or tried to murder my spirit. 
As long as he still feels the same way about me, I'm happy. Then the very next picture, when she opened up Facebook, was a beautiful picture of a pink rose in bloom that simply said pink rose. I think that by many of us going up and walking in our destiny, we can show how fun it truly is without the bad mixture people have tested and tasted from the church age. It will make a difference eventually. Also, good to know the judgments that are with you because of your relationship and rung with him are still held back because of you and his mercies. We have so much grace. Rebecca's, it's not normal to be honest. Many could have died a long time ago. Thank you for this gift. Know that he sees you and fully understands you. Also, thank you for staying with us. It just shows how beautiful your heart is like his. Jesus could have done the Father's will, but also with the power to do his own will, but he chose to obey, but also wanted to do it, just like you. You look more like Jesus than you realize, Rebecca. It is real. One of the most beautiful things I have seen is Jesus visiting you while you are at sleep, not in a weird way, but how he just comes by and makes sure everything is fine. He knows already, yet chooses to come down just to be with you. Sometimes he lays his hands on your hair or just sits on a glory cloud and soaks up the atmosphere for you and Brandon. I saw him kiss your forehead once, and you made cat sounds during your sleep. He smiled and said, yes, my dear, make cat sounds. That's indeed true. In the most loving voice ever. I also heard this. You're selling yourself short by letting the worms, people in low places, get to your, get to your head. Giving them grace is good, but not always necessary. Killing the animal in baby form is more cruel, but will avoid many deaths if it were to grow up. You don't have to have stains and torn clothing. You can walk in the brilliance of his splendor. To which Rebecca replied, Thank you, yes, I needed to hear that. They've taken enough already. It's time. At this point, some of the other scribes started to chime in. One said, This was so wonderful and a special privilege to read and witness. Bless and thank you to the seer. Thank you, Rebecca. I'm in quite awe that the Lord had such great mercy on me to save me out of my darkness and place me here. Thank you, Rebecca, for rescuing me in your precious intercession. 1 Corinthians 15, 47-49 The first man was from the earth, made of dust, earthly-minded. The second man is the Lord from out of heaven. Now those who are made of the dust are like him, who was first made of the dust, earthly-minded. And is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven, heavenly minded. And just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, so shall we. And so let us also bear the image of the man of heaven. And another scribe said, I'm literally in tears reading all of this. The tenderness of the Father towards you. Rebecca, I can't even describe how it makes me feel. I'm just so happy for you. I feel very privileged to have witnessed this exchange. To the seer, I'm cheering you on. May you rise quickly and accurately. To another scribe, I'm cheering you on and praying for you to reach your next sapphire stone. I'm really so excited for you to step into it. Rebecca, thank you for everything you do and behind the scenes in humility out of the love for us and the love of the Father. I ask him regularly to reveal any unhidden strife in me towards you or Brandon, and it would be that it be removed. Amen. I never want to come against you. Seer, thank you all for walking with our maker. It truly makes him happy. Also a tip for rising, how you interact with and handle the opposite sex in purity will give you a boost in rising. This is something explained in the master class, but I just heard it from Jesus Christ right now. Happy rising. Note that this is the seal of purity. Then the seer said, 
I was playing on my guitar and Jesus stopped by to sing about you. You are his rose. In between, he showed that he was holding you. Man, this is so beautiful. I wish I could show you you're beyond blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Bless you guys. Have a wonderful night in the glory. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around. For today, we embark on a journey of purpose and passion. A journey that transcends generations and connects us all through the power of shared dreams. We stand at the crossroads of opportunity and destiny with the chance to weave a story that will resonate for years to come. In the heart of Florida, where the sun kisses the earth with its golden warmth, there lies a vision waiting to be realized. The dream of RLM TV, a beacon of inspiration, a lighthouse of creativity, yearning for a broadcasting facility to call home. Today, I am before you not merely as a speaker, but as a messenger of possibility, as we collectively turn the pages of destiny and script a tale of support and unity. Imagine a place where ideas dance on the airwaves, where voices echo with authenticity, and stories unfold like petals in a poetic bloom. RLM TV envisions such a space, a broadcasting facility that breathes life into narratives, amplifies unheard voices, and unites communities through the eternal thread of righteousness. Now more than ever, we find ourselves in a moment where the power of media can shape perceptions, challenge norms, and spark change. As Joel's army, we carry the torch of experience, the wisdom etched in the lines of our journey. It is our time to contribute to a legacy that goes beyond us, to invest in a space that will be the canvas for the artists of tomorrow. Let us come together, not just as donors, but as architects of a shared dream. Each contribution, whether large or small, is a brick in the foundation of a facility that will stand as a testament to our collective commitment to Jesus Christ's holiness, scholarship, and humility. In the tapestry of life, we have the opportunity to weave a vibrant and rich thread, creating a masterpiece that generations to come will marvel at. Today, I urge you to be a part of this masterpiece. Let us pool our resources, not just for a broadcasting facility in Florida, but for a legacy that transcends the boundaries of time. As we open our hearts and pockets, let us remember that our investment is not just in bricks and mortar, but in the power of divine connection, in the ability of the eternal gospel to bridge gaps and build bridges that we may become the stairway from heaven to earth. Together we can make RLM TV's dream a reality, and in doing so we contribute to a cultural landscape that reflects the redemptive strength of our entire generation. Thank you for being the custodians of dreams, the stewards of change, and the architects of a future where RLM TV's broadcasting facility stands tall, a testament to the power of unity, creativity, and the unwavering spirit of righteousness in our generation. Amen.